edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast. Today we're talking Rutgers basketball. I'm Bobby Durham from the 24-7 Sports Network. Uh, joined today with Joe Chetta, also of the 24-7 Sports Network of Scarlet Nation, also covering Rutgers basketball. A lot to talk about. Joe, welcome. Um, how you doing? Hey, Bobby. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's been great so far, honestly, uh, going to the games, enjoying the atmosphere, enjoying the team too. Yeah, and it's been a roller coaster year to say the least. Just when you think you have this team figured out, something else happens. And I like to call them predictably unpredictable. Um, my predictions are terrible. I don't think I'm going to give it anyway. <laughs> I, I'm not like the mush, you know. If I say oh, they're yeah. going to win, bet against them. Because really, I mean, it, it seems like when, when you start to doubt Steve Peichel and you say, oh, maybe maybe this team, you know, put their heads in the sand and they come out and with you, look at this four-game winning streak. Nobody expected that. And then, you know, after beating four straight-ranked opponents, they dropped three. Um, you know, looked tired against Michigan, played well against the Wisconsin team, but but couldn't close it out. I, you were at the game for Wisconsin. I mean, what, what's your take on that? And, and, you know, what was missing in that win? Uh, I just thought my take on that was, especially in the first half, they didn't make a single three-point attempt. I think they were 0 for 6 to start, and they only shot six attempts. And quite frankly, they're one of the better shooting three-point teams in the conference. But, you know, they don't shoot as many three-point attempts overall. Mm-hmm. But um, the fact that Paul really didn't play his A game kind of cemented that team's failures for that game. Uh, him getting in foul trouble early and then coming back and kind of missing some shots, those turnovers. Uh, that was pretty much the deciding factor in the Wisconsin game. Other than that, though, the crowd was literally fantastic. I, I was shaking uh, mm-hmm. in my seat for the majority of that game, no matter what the score was, down, up. It was insane. Yeah, and, you know, the crowd is just phenomenal there. I, I, I mean, the Ohio State game, I think, was the loudest I've ever heard it in 14 years there. Um, it was just, it was just uh, you know, extraordinary the way that, that place thundered. But you mentioned Paul Mulcahy, and, and he's really been key down the stretch during that four-game winning streak, really was playing lights out. Um, and, and Rutgers needs it because you can't rely on the, the tandem of Geo Baker and Ron Harper every night. And, you know, you have to find points somewhere. I think that's where this team is lacking. It, it doesn't have that guy off the bench that can produce and, and give you points. And, and, um, you know, also I think Joe, when these guys play such a tough, hard style mm-hmm. of defense, when you play 30 plus minutes, it wears on you and it's tough to score at the end because you're exerting so much energy on the defensive end that you don't have the same lift, uh, on your jump shots late. And, and, um, I mean, but they, they still managed to pull some of these games out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, can they dig deep and, and win these last two? Because let's face it, these last two games are probably going to decide their tournament fate unless they go on a majestic run through the Big Ten tournament. But it's tough to really rely on that. I mean, win at Indiana, win at Penn, win at home against Penn State, and they're probably in. I think it's tough Agreed. to see. I think it's tough to exclude a 12-8 and eight Big Ten team. You know, they, that might be six quad wins depending upon how Indiana and Michigan finish on the year. They have five now, but – you know, exclude that loss to Lafayette and, and who are the other one? UMass. Um, UMass. I mean, those those losses are really DePaul. hurting the ranking. I mean, what are they now? We were talking about the net is, is 82, is it? Yeah, I think it's 82 or 83. And I know the the tournaments guys or the bracketologist guys, 
they look at that, but that's not ne- necessarily the thing they look at the most. Um, they also look at uh, the strength of schedule, uh, Ken mm-hmm. Palm, all those other like services that, that really help them out. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think anyone with a net over 75 or 74 has ever made the tournament. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you also have to remember the committee is made up of actual people mm-hmm. and it's not an algorithm or a computer, you know, making the decision. So, you know, Rutgers play as of late turned some heads up until this three games losing streak. But they, they were the hottest story in college basketball for a week. Oh, my gosh, Bobby. I mean, from Twitter to Instagram, even to Facebook, Rutgers, the university was plastered on every single media outlet, ESPN, Fox Sports. CBS Sports, the March Madness uh, media accounts. It was insane how how much publicity they were getting. Ron Harper on everything, Geo Baker on everything, and especially after those posterizing dunks by Cliff, uh, it was just a great two week span for this uh, program here. So what, I mean, what does this team have to do to beat Indiana? I mean, Indiana's playing, they're another team that's up and down, 18 and 10 on the mm-hmm. year, uh, nine, and, nine and nine in the conference, if I'm correct, right? Yep. Nine and nine. And, you know, they're they're hanging on a string trying to make the tournament as well. I mean, you know, they have I think they close out with Purdue, which is, is a tough one. It's a tough one, yeah. At Purdue. So I mean, if they can beat Rutgers and maybe win a couple games in the tournament, they're they're padding their resume. They're forty three in the net um right now. So, you know, they they have a chance as well. This is gonna be a hungry team. Their last game at home. Rutgers has not played well on the road. I, know. I mean, what do they have to do to pull this game out? Well, they have to start off fast, right? So that means Paul has to kind of run the offense as well as he can. And o- over that four-game win streak, he was doing that with such precise, accurate passing, cutting, uh, post-up shots, three-pointers. He needs to start off fast. It's critical. And also get Geo Baker some looks early because I always feel like he's having a slow first half usually. Mm-hmm. And then in in the second half, he starts to pick it up. His dribble and drive game is essential for this Rutgers team. And even just getting downhill to that basket is so crucial for, for this Rutgers team to actually score points here. Yeah. And, you know, that that brings up the point which they really need to get higher percentage shots. This isn't mm-hmm. a team that's going to drop threes all night long. Now they have their nights where they, they're, they're on. But it's, I don't think it's enough to rely on. You know, you have to get those higher percentage shots. I mean, it doesn't get higher percentage than Cliff with his dunks, but oh, yeah. usually it takes some setting them up, you know, which is dribble drive by somebody, you know, and it collapse and, and Cliff is free. Uh, he runs the floor really well for a big man as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's, he's progressed nicely this year and he's become, you know, a, a scoring option. I mean, he's not a, a guy that you're going to, you know, set up with jump shots all day long, mm-hmm. but you get him the ball in that post, and he's menacing. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I've actually been very impressed with Cliff. Uh, mm-hmm. o- like, over the course of the past two months, I would say, because at the start, he was kind of lackadaisical on offense, kind of just passing the ball every time he had it. But now he's starting to assert his dominance. He's a big dude. He has a big frame. And what mm-hmm. he did against Kofi uh, Coburn um, at home, what, like two weeks ago, was mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. I did not expect that out of him at all. He was dominant. He had a double-double. He was dunking all over people. He was making shots. He was posting up Kofi. It was actually an awesome effort. And I think his progression from this year to next year is going to be enormous. Yeah, and, you know, they're going to have to get him some help next year. But that's another story for another time. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah um, not right now, Bobby. 
Now, yeah, um, with with Indiana, I mean, let's let's stay on topic here. I mean, a road game. Um, this is also going to help their tournament resume because Rutgers has not been playing very well on the road. Uh, you saw a slower start in the first half against Wisconsin. I guess um, is there a worry that that will sink over and and that game could get away from them against Indiana? Well, I hope not. But I mean, their last game on the road was against who do you remember by by any chance i know i know they played purdue was on the road purdue and you know what they played very well that first half and no michigan was on the road i'm sorry oh and michigan was on the road and you know what they didn't play that well but i mean michigan uh was kind of facing some adversity and they stepped up at home but um other than that i mean the the wisconsin win away from the rack and then that purdue loss really showed me that their offense can hang with the best of the big 10 if they start off fast and if they get all of their guys moving, like Ron Harper is a good spot up shooter, but he needs to be in the post moving around back, cutting, cutting. And Paul needs to generate all those passing lanes for everyone. Um, just starting off fast is so crucial. You could just see the offense flatline when, when they're missing long twos or, or short three. It's, it's just a weird combination of that. They just, if, if they start slow, I feel like they always lose. Yeah, and that's a great point. I think, you know, you'll know how the trajectory of this game is going to go early on. Weather that storm, because Indiana is going to come out probably Mm -hmm. really excited, really amped. And as long as you can hang with them through the first part of the first half and then maybe start to build something, um, yeah, I think you just have to weather that storm. And that's kind of the case when you go on the road in the Big Ten. that Michigan game, they were just, it seemed like to me, they were a little disjointed. They, and Steve Peichel said afterwards, they were a step slow, but mm-hmm. um, it, it, it was, it was odd. They, they were giving them a lot of uh, looks closer to the basket than they were hitting them. Uh, Rutgers only took four three pointers in that first half against Michigan. And one of them was a, was a heave by Ron Harper at the end. So really three legitimate three point attempts in the first half. And they were only down two. So I like mm-hmm. to see him take those higher percentage shots, but um, you know, got to get out and some, get some transition buckets, um, you know, protect the ball. I mean, it, you really have to cross your eyes and dot your T's, you know what I yep. mean? To, to flip that euphemism. So, um, you know, I, I guess, you know, after that, if you win that Penn state, I mean, you know, at home, I mean, your thoughts mm-hmm. on, on that one. Yeah. I mean, Penn state is really tough at home, but away from home, they're not that great. And I think Rutgers has the, the upper hand in this one, obviously because they're playing at home and that home corner advantage is so crucial and so big for them. But I just think they just have way more weapons. I mean, with Harper and Paul and even Caleb, I mean, Caleb can get hot at sometimes. I mean, everyone kind of rags on him for his offense because he's such a great defender. But when Caleb gets hot, he can make a couple three pointers, a couple jump shots for them. They just, the, the whole key is just defending home court and just really playing aggressive because Penn state loves to get physical, loves to pay, uh, to play aggressive and Rutgers has to match that. And, you know, you mentioned Caleb when he shoots well, I mean, they they really uh, they excel and, and it's an added mm-hmm. bonus. And I mean, defensive. He's a semifinalist now for the National Defensive Player of the Year award. Really come into his own defensively. I mean, your thoughts on him on a defensive end, just how valuable has he been? He's the best defender in the country. And I watch a lot of college basketball and I don't really think it's close to be honest. what he, he draws the toughest assignment every game against the one of the Big Ten's best scorers 
and just delivers on a night-to-night basis. What he did to Johnny Davis of Wisconsin, their last game was literally incredible. I think Johnny Davis shot like six for 19 or six for 20. And I think he only made like two shots against Caleb. It was impeccable. And and Johnny Davis is going to be a lottery pick, potentially a top 10 pick. What Caleb did to Johnny Davis was insane. And, um, you know, and it's funny, just to jump in, I, I heard Johnny Davis, Johnny Davis, Johnny Davis, and mm-hmm. I, I watched him play, and I'm saying, what's so special about Johnny Davis? He didn't do anything <laughs> against Caleb. Not, it was the Caleb McConnell effect. I mean, he literally shut him down, and he shut him down twice, honestly, when they were at Wisconsin and then at home. I just – I actually can't believe how good he is on the perimeter or his on-ball defense is literally nasty. I mean, he can guard the best of the best in the country, and not just the Big Ten, SEC, Big 12, Pac-12. It does not matter. You stack him against any scorer in this country, he stops them, guaranteed. Now, another question. Does he win Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year? Because he's the only Big Ten player nominated for the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, if he doesn't, it's a crime. Uh, He should. I mean... What, he's averaging 2.3 steals a game. Um, he's a consistent lockdown defender. I mean, usually I, I feel like t- like typically centers or forwards get that, and he's a guard. But I, I just don't see a path where he doesn't get it. I, he's just so crucial to this team, and he's honestly kept them afloat for the tournament. So I don't see a ch- I don't see any way that he doesn't win it. You know, although Rutgers does get snubbed sometimes in the they Big do. Ten voting, I'm you. You see it football with with, with Adam Corsack and a punter. I, I, <laughs> remember, no he was booming punts, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere, and and they were like, like oh, it's this special teams player of the week is some guy from Illinois or something, you know. I, he was, and and then Paul Mulcahy, he had that monster week. They didn't give it to him. I think Harper had a big week, and they didn't give it to him. And it seems like they they just you know. And I'm not one to 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 say oh you know they sh- they got snubbed or you know I'm never one to cry mm-hmm. about the officials. Um, I think I wrote the officials' names twice in 14 years and <laughs> made it a point to do so when they were really bad. But I mean, they do seem to get the short end of the stick sometimes. They do, and you know what? If Ron Harper doesn't make an All Big Ten team, I mean, I'll be very very surprised. He should at least be second team All. Big Ten. I mean, and maybe Cliff can be third team all Big Ten. I just like Rutgers has been has played so well against the Big Ten elites this year. I don't see how voters actually don't place these guys in there. Uh, I, I just think Rutgers does get snubbed a lot and it's very concerning to a Rutgers fan. But I think this year tides turn for sure. Now, and and. Now, if they don't make it, there's always the NIT possibility. Do you feel like that's a letdown or or what's kind of, you know, it's still the postseason tournament that gets more home games out of it? Yeah, I mean, uh, personally, it's a letdown. I mean, I don't know about other fans. I mean, getting to a postseason tournament is crucial. But, I mean, the big ticket is the NCAA tournament, right? And <laughs> I know Coach Peichel had said before the season started that this was his best team and honestly he's had some of his best wins this season so i we can't really question coach but uh, i think it would be a letdown uh and i'm not speaking for every Rutgers fan here but in uh, in reality i mean making the tournament last year and then with the covid year they were going to make it again i mean three straight tournaments would have been a Rutgers like dream scenario and they still mm-hmm. can if they win these next two but um i definitely think the nit or something like that is definitely a letdown 
Uh, but it's still basketball. I mean, you know, you still get yeah. to watch them. The rack's still very lively. We'll make it tough for other teams to play mm-hmm. there. I mean, they don't make the tournament. What are we doing? We're out, you know, picking sunflowers or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. I don't know. Or, or farming. No, they should, definitely, they should definitely accept the invite if they get invited to the NIT. I'm not saying don't. But I'm just saying this team had such high aspirations that mm-hmm. I would feel like it would kind of be a letdown. Right. And but I will say if they do make that, I mean, what is it? They, they go the first few rounds. It's it's the home team or team with the better record, which they probably would be a higher seed and teams coming into play there. It would be tough. Um, so you could have some sex and success. It could be fun. But uh, I agree with you. You know, he said at the beginning, of the year, I don't know why mm-hmm. he said it, because coaches yeah. always I mean, you know, you don't hear David saying this is my best team ever. I mean, no. I, I don't know. His PR guy should have said, hey, hey, slow down, you know, slow down, buddy. <laughs> Um, but, you know, and, and that's why I think you see coaches temper expectations at the beginning of every season. You hear a lot of coach speak. So and, and Pykel's always been like that. It was surprising to hear him say, this is my best team ever. I mean, maybe he was doing it for motivation, get something out of the guys. I mean, he's still done a heck of a job. So um, I, I don't think anybody's going to rake him over the cold for that. But. You know, bottom line is some of these games, it's it's not, you know, his fault. I mean, some of these guys are just missing. They're off the mark. I mean, against Michigan, they, the energy level was a little lower. It was, you know, they were a step slow. And, you know, part of my take on it is these guys are playing a lot of minutes with a short bench and playing a heck of a, a tough style of defense. I mean, even Ron Harper's playing really well defensively. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that can impact your shots. I know that. I just played a game tonight. I, I'm barely walking. <laughs> I play, you know, defense. And they want me to shoot the ball? Oh, come on. Hey, um, Bobby, they're, they're in their late teens, early 20s. They should be able to eh, play tonight, right? Good point. Good point. Good point. I, I forget what those days were like. You know, I get the back aches. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, um, so any any predictions? I can't give any more predictions because everything I've been saying lately has been the opposite. What's your thoughts? Did they go in and they beat Indiana? Did they beat Penn State at home? Joe Cheddar, what does your crystal ball say? I would say my crystal ball is – they beat Indiana close at home. I want to say it's going to be a 63 to 61 final for Rutgers. And then I think, and I think if they win that game, I think they blow the doors off of Penn state at home. And I think that cements their status. And then it's anyone's game after that, right? Big 10 tournament makes some noise there, probably get a buy or two and then Mm -hmm. see what happens after that. I mean, I really like when they're on Bobby, they're, they're one of the better teams in the country. And that's just a fact. I mean, we've seen it. And mm-hmm. when they're not on, they could lose to literally anybody. So it's, it's a Jackal and Hyde kind of team, but I think they can make some waves if they win tomorrow. Well, there you have it. Joe Chetta says Rutgers is going dancing. I'm not giving a prediction. So if, if they don't go, or they, I'm putting it on you this week. So Hey, but, I'll take the brother. <laughs> Joe, I want to thank you for your insight. Anything else to add Rutgers basketball related? Um, Not really. Just, I mean, the fans should show up even if they lose on Wednesday uh, against Indiana. Uh, they'll have senior day, uh, senior send-off with Gio and Ron, and I think it's Luke Nathan and Ralph Gonzalez AD, so so definitely show up for that. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that everyone should still get behind Rutgers. I mean, tough couple losses here, but, I mean, it's time to really hunker down for this team, and I think they'll get it done. 
All right. And Caleb could be a senior honor, too. He's still up in the air All whether right, he's going right. to come back or not. Um, Caleb McConnell, um, I've been hearing, you know, he's been back and forth with it. So we'll, we'll see. But um, Joe Chetta, thank you for your time. For uh, And thank you for listening. Um, you know, you can visit uh, with me and Joe virtually on the, uh, you know, roundtable message board. And we're not coming to your house, but, you know, anytime you come on Interactive, we'd love to have you. And we appreciate um, you listening and your time. And, and we'll see you on the roundtable. And we hope, we, you know, there's a lot more Rutgers basketball for you. Uh, stay logged on to Scarlet Nation on the 24-7 Sports Network. For Joe Chetta, I'm Bobby Durham. We'll see you again.